0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this Thursday at 4:11 p.m. Eastern Time. Stock markets are closed. Big news of the day, another week of a surge in unemployment benefits. 4.4 million Americans applied for new unemployment benefits in the last week. That means over the course of 5 weeks, 26 million Americans have applied for unemployment benefits. I, I I, mean, it's astounding, gang. 26 million jobs, that erases all the job gains since 2009. It's astounding. It really does underscore that there are human beings that are being impacted, not just on the health side, but also on the financial side. And that's why we are here for you. Mark and I started this daily podcast back on March 14th, just in the beginning of this era of sheltering at home, just days after the CBS Broadcast Center closed, which we thought it was going to close for two or three days. It's been closed. We're all working remotely and we're lucky because we have jobs There are millions of people out there who aren't this lucky. doesn't mean you can't bitch and moan a little bit. I get it. But let's pick our heads up and realize that there are a lot of people suffering. And for them, we want to make sure they know we're here. And for you, if you are lucky enough to have a job, if you're lucky enough to be worried about your portfolio because you have a portfolio, yes, I want to help you out. But I also want you to take a moment to just take a breath and know that we are probably the luckiest among the millions of Americans. Okay. You know that, right? To that end, let's get to your emails. If you've got a question, just send it to me. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. Okay. Justin from Baton Rouge writes, I've been loving The Daily Show. I listen every morning while I'm getting ready. Thanks for the timely information. I work in technology for a mid-sized coffee company who has already seen a round of layoffs since office and restaurant made up a large portion of our business. I'm 38 years old. I make $100,000. I've got about $100,000 saved for retirement $18,000 in an emergency fund. I'm currently maxing out Roth IRAs for me and my wife and also maxing out my 401k. Should I back off the retirement contributions and beef up the emergency fund? Hmm. Well, here's what I'd like you to do. Justin, if you go back to your basics, if you tell me exactly what your monthly nut is, that would be helpful. I'm guessing 18,000 is probably a tiny bit light. That's my guess. So here's what I would suggest. At this point, if you can tell me that you have at least six months in that emergency reserve fund, six months of your expenses, then you can keep everything as is. But if you don't, and you want to maybe err on the side of having a little bit more, more like eight or nine months, then you can back off the retirement contributions beef up the emergency fund, and then go back to putting money into retirement when you have at least six months and maybe eight or nine. Okay. Catherine writes, she's got about $50,000 in a Roth IRA CD and it's uh, earning 2.15%. Catherine writes, I'm 68 years old. I will retire this year. I will not need this money anytime soon as I am a saver and I have other funds and savings." Now that the market has dropped, I was wondering, is it a good time to roll over, no penalty for my credit union, this CD into stocks since they are certainly cheaper now? I would appreciate your opinion. Thank you very much, Kathy. Okay, Kathy, considering that you don't need this money, I think there's two different ways to look at it. One is, yes, of course, if you are going to say, I don't need this money. I hope that this is money that I'm investing for my heirs or some charity. Yes, you can roll it out and go into some index stock funds or index bond funds, nice blend, and keep it simple. On the other hand, what's the goal? What's the goal of this money? Maybe it's actually not a terrible thing that you have some money that's liquid and easy to access. I just want to be careful that you understand if you put this money to work, you know what? I don't know. In six months, stocks could be back down at the lows. In six days, they could be back at their lows. If you're going in with your eyes open, I think I'm okay with it. But please just be careful. Okay, Tim writes, I'm 34. It's so funny. Tim has a last name. I know somebody with this exact name, but he's not 34. Tim is 34. He's trying to get advice on if he's holding too much cash. He's got $90,000 in cash, $177,000 investments, mostly Vanguard total stock market funds. So think of it this way. I've got a hundred, if, if you kind of like big picture it, he's got, you know, what we call a barbell portfolio a percentage in cash, and then some in stocks, right? A bunch of, most of it in stocks. Bills are relatively low. I wanted to save as much as possible to buy my first home. I'm able to invest about $2,000 a month. Should I take some of my cash and invest it? Now, since the market has gone down, I'm also furloughed from my job at a casino. Thanks for any advice and stay healthy. Tim, absolutely not. There will be no buying any more stocks. You've got plenty, you know, if we if if we do the math, it's kind of easy to say one seventy seven in stocks, ninety in cash. So you've got two hundred sixty seven thousand dollars invested, right? So the one way to look at it is to say that you have a portfolio that's basically one third not risky, two thirds risky. Don't do anything with it. And certainly, if you want to buy a house with some of this money, I absolutely would not invest, forget it. If you, I I don't know, guys, absolutely no reason for you to be putting on more risk at a time when you think that you might need your money. Even if it's one year, two years, it's, it's so, it's it's around the corner. Oh, Katya followed up with us. Katya was asking about the, uh, the refi. This is yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. Okay. So she writes, thank you for addressing my question. I thought it would fall into a black hole, not because of you, because of the volume of email. So Katya says no closing costs associated with refinancings, nothing to lose with either of the refi options. If it comes up in the future, we'd love to hear why you think flexibility is worth more than saving each month and paying less interest. Well, here's why. You're in your mid thirties, right? I don't know. Sometimes weird things happen. I always feel like if you stretch out the term of a loan in the time between your 35 and say, let's call it 50-ish, a lot can happen. The flexibility in the next 10, 15 years could be really worth it. And frankly, you don't know, you don't have kids yet, things could happen. So I keep your options open for a longer term okay? And then you can always pay it down sooner if things are great, if you don't lose any of your income, if things go better than expected. But if you have kids and maybe your hours or your income goes down a little bit, you have some flexibility. So to me, that flexibility, man, that is key. Keep that in mind. You can always pay it off sooner. The next five, 10 years are going to be critical for you guys. Here we go from David, who says, I've been listening to your podcast daily. Thanks. I'm a big fan. I've been listening to another podcast by David McKnight, Power of Zero. And he was talking about a bond portfolio and transferring it into an annuity, which would prevent your portfolio from enduring market changes. (laughs) I had this guy on the podcast. I'm not a big fan of the annuity. This guy, all he does is try to pay no taxes. I mean, he like lives, didn't he live in like some wackadoo place? Like an island or Latin America or someplace where he was like, I moved there not because I wanted to move there, only because I could pay no taxes there. It's somewhere. It was somewhere in the Caribbean. Maybe it was Latin America or Central America. But anyway, I'd have to know a lot about what you are doing, and I would have to know a lot about what kind of annuity you would be thinking about. Because otherwise, nah, I'm not that game on on this stuff. I, 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 you know, products always scare me, and insurance products scare me the most. Uh, all right, what else do I want to tell you? Oh, Mark, did you see this crazy thing that all of a sudden credit card companies are pulling credit limits and curtailing their credit limits? So, I just want to be clear you might get some notification that your credit card company is reducing your credit limit, or they may not even tell you. They can do that, they don't have to let you know in general. It's not the worst thing in the world. When we go into recessions, banks often will do this just like they'll yank a line of credit from a corporation. So if this happens and you're freaked out, just let us know. It's not terrible. I promise. It's going to be okay. The other thing that is really important here is that as we start going through the next few weeks and we're kind of getting used to what's happening here, I don't want you to get lulled into a false sense of security. You know, markets didn't do much today, for example, but that doesn't mean we can't go plunging back to the depths. And that doesn't mean that those depths are something that is in the rearview mirror. I don't know. But I don't want you to be complacent. If for some reason you came into this period with a lot more risk and you were freaking out around the third week of March and ready to call it quits, and now markets have gone up, maybe that's a sign that you actually have a portfolio that contains too much risk. Please, please pay attention to those feelings that you had just a few weeks ago. Don't waste it. Be clear is this something I can really endure? Do I not need this money for the long term, for 10 or 20 or 30 years? Am I okay with it? Was it just too much for me? I thought I could handle it. Maybe I can't. All that being said, we are here for you. And we do want to remind you that it is a time of confusion It is a time of anxiety. Sometimes we take out our generalized anxiety and we push it onto financial stuff. The reason that happens is that your financial world is very concrete. So Instead of freaking out about your financial stuff, send us an email. Let us take that anxiety away for you. from you. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. So as you go through your Friday, remember to wash your hands often. Please wear that mask when you're out. Try to limit your time out, social distancing, and be nice to each other. Do something nice that's going to make you feel good about being part of this planet. Lift someone up. It could be your mother. It could be your wife or your husband. It could be your kid. But do something every day that's going to feel like you are outside of yourself. It will make you feel better, I promise. So that's it for the program today. We'll talk to you tomorrow because, again, we do this every single day, even on the weekends. So tune in.